Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about investing in open networks versus closed networks. Bitcoin below $30,000, what does that mean? And why are we spending so much money on space? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. It is July 20th, 2021. It's crazy. School is almost back in uh, for the for the kids. That happened real fast. Hey, uh, last night was amazing. Monday Night Raw was exciting, electrifying. My kids loved it. I mean, actually, it was it was kind of definitely not 15 anymore. But part that I enjoyed the most was just watching my kids. They had a great time. Uh, from a business standpoint, I was like, oh, man, Vince McMahon is a genius because he's built the whole super brand, you know, Disney like brand with, you know, the the, the talent. Like I had explained to my wife, I was like, uh, as kids and and, and I don't really watch WWE anymore outside of like watching it with my kids whenever they want to show me something. But the way that he's like allowed these artists, I, I think of him, I was explaining to her, it's more like. They're more like actors when they really like, you know, like Broadway play actors putting on a, a, a show. They do put their body on the line, but they put on an ultimate show that is uh, specifically for people who who love combat sports, you know, and uh, they are the best at what they do. And then all the spinoffs that he's done with different uh, t- you know, TV shows now with Peacock, other deals he's done with other channels, uh, podcasting, merch. You know, Vince is not even there anymore. He got he has people that do what he used to do as far as like organizing the matches and doing everything. He's built a money making machine. Like it's it's a uh, it's actually poetry and most from a business standpoint. And so I, I just love watching that aspect of it. But the most important part was watching my kids. They had a great time, loved it. You can check out some of the uh, some of the uh, footage of us there in my stories on on Instagram. Uh, look up Ask Philip. But let's get into the first topic today, which is space. So I'm recording this a little later in the day than normal because I watched uh, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos and his crew go into space. On a previous episode, I talked about business money making idea behind space for putting satellites in space. But the other thing that 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 specifically a lot of these billionaires are doing is 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 more like philanthropy. Right. So, for example, you know, all the money that went into the space race in the 70s and. um, that went into went in, in all the computing that we need to do to, the computing we needed to do for the space race helped bring forth the digital revolution that we're experiencing today. You have to you have to have a lot of money go into into something to drive down the cost to make more innovation possible. And so uh, that you know that space race in the 70s, 60s, 70s led to the mobile explosion today and what Jeff Bezos um uh, Elon Musk and Richard Branson are doing is putting their own money, their own capital at you know at, at risk to drive down the cost of space to make to lay the groundwork for space being cheaper in the future. So in the future, so the next generation can can do more in space. Specifically, Elon Musk's goal is to help people colonize Mars to get away from 
uh, Earth as it becomes inhabit- uninhabitable because of climate change. Uh, Jeff Bezos is the is the kind of the opposite. He's like, hey, um, space is the best place for humans to live. We need to just take manufacturing and all that off the planet because that's stuff that really kills the planet. And so both of them are uh, spending their money, spending their wealth to make the 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 the, the future better for uh, humanity. And I say that because a lot of people were like, "Oh man, they can you know they can feed you know so many people with all that money." I was like. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could feed people, but, you know, what about like saving billions upon billions of future people by, and I like Jeff Bezos' idea more, by taking all this filthy stuff that pollutes the planet, taking it off space and making the planet greener, safer, more healthier for humans, for multi, multi-generations. I mean, I, I feel like that's that's a more noble goal. You know, let let somebody else figure out the other goals you can't you know you can't do you can't be everything to everybody so let's talk about the next topic so in and, and this topic is open called open network versus closed network and the reason why this is important is this is another one of these themes that uh, that we talked about or another one of, another one of the hundred year themes uh, that I see in the marketplace today it, forgive me for that yawn y'all it was a long night Side note, so when I was clinching on Saturday for Muay Thai, I like pinched the nerve in my shoulder and that kept me up all that night. Um, I, ain't there, I don't think I went to bed till 5 a.m. Super painful. Uh, and then the same thing happened last night because I rested, I rested it on Monday or on Sunday, but then Monday when I drove to WWE, driving irritates it. So I was back in pain all night last night. So a little, a little, um, need some more coffee, but let's, Go back into it. So open network versus closed network, 100-year theme, uh, going with the theme of decentralization. And when you look at open network versus closed network, what is that? So, and I, and I, I think I briefly mentioned it on a previous episode when I talked about, I don't know if I called it open network versus closed network, but I talked about how uh, Apple's operating system, iOS, has all these developers working on it, which allows it to profit and make money off of their efforts so they don't they don't just make money off their employees working on um on their projects you have other developers who can build on top of ios and that creates value for apple to capture as well same with amazon's aws you know these are platform companies and so an open network is a network that's open so other people can come in and work on uh work on your network um as a you know as opposed to a closed network right a closed network uh, is one where only people that work for the company can can work on the network and we've seen that you know open beats closed and you know and, and and you could think and it's not just in in the aspect of business or computers look at look at the you know, we just mentioned the space race the US versus Russia the cold war open society versus a closed society communism has lots of rules and restrictions uh, run from the top down from the government. Um, d- democracy, U.S. is, um, you know, was more decentralized, more open than Russia, and and they won. Okay? Open network versus closed network again. Amazon, open network. Anybody can sell on Amazon. Versus closed network, if you want to sell on Walmart shelves, you have to be approved by centralized buyers, and it's a, it's a whole process. Um, open network versus closed network when it comes to media. 
right? So uh, Facebook is a open network. We can create content on Facebook's network versus if we want to create content for New York Times, CNBC, whoever, we need permission uh, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, these these parallels are, are, are in everything that we see uh, in the trend. And, and you want to pick the open network company over the closed network company. Another example is you can see what uh, I mentioned. Um, I mentioned a company before called Strike. It's private, but Strike is Strike is a company in the margins that's um, creating all the that's forcing all the other companies to to chase them. For example, Robinhood Robinhood came out and Robinhood set it up to where they first brought the um, no commission trading into the marketplace, which forced Charles Schwab and the other companies to offer uh, no commission trading. Uh, they they still aren't even public yet. And they did that at the private company Strike, which is run by Jack Mahler's 27-year-old um, uh, Bitcoin developer that's been in for a decade. So he's super influential in like, like network. The guy who really was instrumental in getting El Salvador to make Bitcoin uh, legal tender. So he on the margin is... Um, you know, helping people see the Lightning Network as a faster, cheaper version of Visa, which it is. Um, and uh, he's also allowing people to buy Bitcoin uh, for just that cost uh, on his um, on his platform versus Coinbase, which is you know company we own, but they charge three four percent for buying. Uh, crypto bitcoin um they're going to just do it at you know at cost and they want to drop people into bitcoin and what they want to end up doing which uh, which a that's going to like that's a shot across the across the sea to the other companies but they're also going to have a open network company where they're going to allow other people to build tools on top of strike to help with the processing of bitcoin payments and do other things in the, in the bitcoin system think of them like you know, um, the Apple or or the iOS or AWS of the Lightning Network for the people that that want to work with, with with them. Well, that's what that's what he's trying to position himself to be. So, here's my point, and and I, let me do one more point. It also applies in the business, right? You think of think of like you know my business, right? So I've built a uh, investment process that I use for my money. But I opened that process up for other people to put their money, uh, you know, in the process and potentially make money as well over time. It's an open network, right? I've, you know, I'm saying, hey, I'm not going to close off my process to just my family's money. I'm going to open it up to people who want to put their money right in the, you know, in the software. If so, having an open network type business can also allow you to position yourself to scale and win and, and, and make money over time. Uh, and, um, uh, and that could be applied to just, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of business, but, sp but specifically for investments, when you're evaluating companies, what you want to think of is, Hey, the best opportunities, in my opinion, over the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years will be companies that are the open network companies. Last topic, Bitcoin below 30,000, which right now, as I do this podcast, is sitting at $29,531.81. Uh, 
So the question is, should I, should you be worried? And no, not really. Going back to it, five-year vision, right? Five-year vision. I, I read a 90 report yesterday that said, that said um, the lowest five-year return for Bitcoin is something like north of 25% a year over a five-year period of time, right? Now, again, Bitcoin's been around for a little over decades, but on the rolling five-year period of time, um, the lowest return has been 28%, right? Which is at the high end of return for all of the asset classes, you know, over multiple periods of time. Um, so from over, over, you know, not, I mean, multi, over a five-year period of time for other asset classes, um, and they have a longer history. So what does that mean? Five-year vision. I'm not concerned with what any asset class, any stock is doing in the short term, right? Whether Bitcoin today is at 29,000, 20,000, 15,000, 50,000, 60,000, 60,000, it doesn't matter because five years from now, I have a price target where I think it's going to go and it's going to be significantly over <laughs> where it is right now. And so I'm, I'm not making investments trying to impact my net worth right now. I am looking, I'm in accumulation mode, right? I am, and I'm really always going to be in accumulation mode because I'm always going to have a five-year time horizon. Think about this. When I'm 70, I have a five-year time horizon because I'll have money that I'll spend from 70 to 75. And then I'll have money that I need to spend from 75 until whenever I die. And so if you always have a long-term time frame, which you will until you die, because we don't know where we're going to die, um, then, you know, this is, this is this is the way to go, right? This is be long term. Ignore the short term noise because it's it's just noise. It's just the market trying to figure out what is going to happen next. The market um, most of the time gets it right, and there's periods of time where they overreact and they um, in either direction they panic or the market is super fearful. And either you know in, in both directions, and those create opportunities. So like right now, you know. When the market is held out aggressively, panicked on news of a global slowdown or COVID fears or whatever it might be, that's the opportunity. If you if, if you know that five years from now, cash is going to be worth less because they're printing so much money uh, than it is right now, and you have cash, then you're like, cool, I'm going to go ahead and deploy this cash into an asset that I think will do better five years from now. Right? You you fade the trend. You go against the emotions. And that is that is the move. Right? I wish I had more cash right now. I, we put a bunch load of cash in when, when the Bitcoin uh, dip happened. So I got to make some more cash. Speaking of that, um, uh, I, I do have a fight coming soon for my Muay Thai hobby, uh, September 18th, if I can heal this uh, shoulder. And I'll be having, um, I'll be having uh, fight shirts made. If you want to support the cause, support the training um, that I'm doing, um, I'll be announcing that uh, hopefully pretty soon. So uh, until tomorrow, y'all enjoy your day. Hit me up on Twitter with any questions, anything you want me to talk about. Ask underscore Philip. Thank y'all who have been submitting questions and and, 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 and telling me things that y'all want me to talk more about. It, it helps me a ton to put out content and information that you find valuable. All right, thanks. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk.
That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.